Walker. Okay. So yeah, pretty. I got this is three or four years old, so good enough. Good enough. I don't even good think enough. you can go nameless on the NBA jerseys, though. Can't you? You have to. No. I'm not. I'm not a whole. I know you can do go like custom. Um, sure, there's a good question though. The knockoff, yeah, custom space, 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 space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they charge you for the spaces, like they put the underscore. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Oh, good minute and a half pre-show banter. Their friends talking about some basketball before we talk about some soccer because that's our favorite thing to do. Um. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the USL show brought to you by our lovely friends at Roughneck Scarves, your home for. Let's see here. Um, MLS, USL, national team. Uh, also, uh, if you want like fundraiser scarves or if you just want to make your own scarves for no reason, Roughneck Scarves can help you out. They're not one to judge. Check those guys out, roughneckscarves.com. Um, also brought to you and produced by our wonderful friends, friend, friends, friend, at uh, the Beautiful Game Network of Podcasts, bgn.fm on the interwebs, at the bgn.fm on Twitter. Um Definitely check that out. Also, what is it? Uh, USLnews.com for the written stuff? USLwritten.com. I should know. Oh, wait, no. USLwritten.com. Yeah. No, is it news? I thought it was news. We might have both, to be honest with you. it's We should be better at this plug. I need to yeah, get better at plugging better. the written side of things, and I'm doing a very great job of doing that. Well, here's anyway, the problem. is that every- FM on the internet. It's all, it's all there. It'll take you. You'll find it. I trust our listeners. I trust the smartness of our listeners. Off to a great start. Um, let's see. Joining me, you already heard him save me from plugging the wrong thing. It's the waviest man in the St. Louis metropolitan area. Um, recently indulged in an away days match, which is always exciting. Uh, the creamy near Irish coffee, my dear friend Phil Grooms. Phil, how's it going? Doing all right. A little under the weather, but I'm going to let this. Uh, I visited the Jesse James farm just north of Kansas City when I was there, and uh, I got that. I got that mug full of to- hot tea. I'm gonna I'm gonna show it to everybody if you're live. You like that? I'm a fan. Well, I mean, you're very familiar with the gig economy, so yeah, this is the office for you. <laughs> um, also joining me, I suppose I'll introduce. No, it's got to be. Um, if USL had Nikolaj, and if you think that he hates your t- team, it's probably one because he does, and two because he has the facts to back it up. Um. It's my favorite brony, Pony. I say we have a theme of everyone feeling a little bit under the radar, to, under the under the cloud today, or sick. See, so sick can't come up with a good joke. I think I ate something bad at lunch. <laughs> good, good, good. It was like Eeyore. Uh, this is a horrible. Yeah, start. I love it. We need that to was reboot. Bad. <laughs> Start it over. We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it. It's fine. It's too late. Uh, also joining us for the first and probably after those intros the last time, uh, you might have seen him on a sticker for his podcast, or you might have heard him on his podcast. It's uh, it's Alex. Smith. Hey, hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for having me on for the first time. No worries. Thanks for coming on for the first time and probably last time. I'll just say it again, just so that there's no obligation for you to continue coming on. <laughs> Not because we don't want you. It's just because, I mean, why would you want to continue? Uh, uh, now I can't think of the word. Um, you know, socializing with us. No, I'm always down to talk some USL with you guys. 
Well, do I have some great news for you? Because that's what we uh, at the USL show. Um, guys, let's jump into some news. We are Ryan Allenless again, but but I did make some show notes. They're a little bit more crude than his, but no one will know that except for you three, which is fine. Um, starting off, off uh, Austin Bold signed Sean McFarlane for their 2019 season. I think he's their second or third signing. Third. Um, 17 appearances for Miami FC uh, this last year in the, what they play in the NPSL, right? Yep. Sounds right. Sounds right. Right. Sounds right. Uh, 877 minutes, three goals. Uh, former Colorado Springs switchback. He played there in 2017 with 29 appearances, 23 starts. A, uh, a Kingston, Jamaica native, played for the uh, the Reggae Boys U20s in 2013, was there in the U20 World Cup, and has uh, 15 total youth national team appearances. Also a member of the 2015 Gold Cup squad. Um, a uh, Yeah. It's their third signing. Bad logo team. (laughs) It is their third signing. They're all defensive players, but this one's a right back, um, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, Bold FC doing their thing. Yeah, it's not a flashy signing, but it's a good signing. Yeah. It's nice that we're already seeing some of the Tier 4 guys that have played in better better places finding a place already for next year. Yeah. Uh, since you're new, I, I mean, what are your thoughts on this whole, and I, I know what it's going to look like because we don't, so you're fine. Um, thoughts on the D3 teams in general? And like, what, like, how would you go about trying to build one of these teams, I guess, kind of in the middle of, well, towards the end of a season right now? Talking to me, Evan. <laughs> sorry, I lost you for a second. Oh, you're good. I'm sorry. The um, yeah, question, no, just, but not the beginning. Okay, cool. How would you build one of these D3 teams right now? Like, is, is this the way to go with a bunch of defenders? Or what would you look to add, I guess, if you, um, or, you know, if you were a GM on one of these sides? Man, if I was a GM, I would be looking for some of the guys who have played in USL uh, mm-hmm. back when it was D3. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of those guys. Because um, <laughs> I think one of the problems with some of these teams – uh, like Richmond and, and even I think a, a lot of the older teams in the East mm. are the, the players who played for several seasons in the league when it was D3 and maybe aren't keeping up with the talent uh, as it rises, you know, to D2. So I'd be yeah. trying to pluck some of those guys uh, to be honest. One guy I would definitely try to sign uh, from the Charlotte independence would be Henry Kalungi. Uh, mm. I think he's one of, he's a perfect example of one of those guys who, uh, is a solid D three uh, center back, but maybe doesn't quite have the the, the speed or the, the you know the top end ability to keep up with some of these uh, D two players. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, that's that's a really fair point. And you think um, about I if I were one of those guys, I think I would also walk around to like all the D two guys and and say, who are these guys on other teams who are like, I think he could have seen more, you know, starts or first team play, but he's in this D two side. He could be almost a leader of your D three side. You know, you mm-hmm. find guys that deserve the minutes but aren't quite getting them, and and those guys might love to start every single day and show off in a lower league. Yeah. yeah, I think the other move is to find that player who the veteran in another league who's getting some minutes, but say, hey, you want to come over here, be the captain, be the guy who coaches up all these young guys. 
I think then that's a good centerpiece to build around too. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Homeschool, home, hometown guys, of course. You got to fill in yeah. with as many of those yeah. as you can. Some like PDL stars or and such. Mm. Yeah, and uh, and I think it goes the other way, right? Like I think we're going to see. Um, <laughs> I'm going to call it the Brian Shriver sweepstakes. Um, especially now that Richmond are going down, I don't think uh, he gets. I, I I don't think we get to 2019 without a D2 team or or USL, you know, D2 team. Um, really giving him a look because he's he's fantastic. And then another guy, and people are going to say, well, it's only because of the week he had. But uh, A, what a week he had. And then B, he's been doing this all year. Sabasa Endo is another guy where if he's not either with Toronto and getting loaned to somewhere or whatever, or if there's a USL team that comes in and buys him, or if there's an MLS team that wants him, he's very, very good. Um, and I don't think he's worth d3's the d3 is worth his time there we go oh, having a great night um so yeah there's a couple guys that i think you know it goes the other way where they're not gonna drop down to d3 just because they have a little bit too much talent and someone's gonna want them so we'll see um second piece of transfer news bethlehem steel fc ad i'm going to try and i've listened to the audio pronunciation but i haven't nailed it down yet uh i believe selmir misich uh, who was born on, and this hurt me, uh, January 23 of 2003, <laughs> making him the youngest player to sign in the union uh, organization history <laughs> at 15 years and some odd change days. In fact, becoming the youngest player, uh, usurping Zach Pfeffer from the throne of youngest players signed by the organization. Um 33 goals and 26 appearances with the U15s in 2017, two goals with the U17s this year, um, who, by the way, just started up in the last month or so. Uh, he helped le- lead the uh, the U.S. U15s to third place in the Torneo della Nazione, uh, got the game-winning goal against Italy and scored against Macedonia and Croatia. Um, super quick hit background on that tournament. It's in Italy. It's probably the most prestigious um, at the time you... 15 now they have u16 and girls u15 um tournament and actually the 20 um 2014 us team won that tournament so um really good stuff uh he's actually in florida right now with the u16 uh boys national team so a kid that they see a big old future in um and steel are gonna i imagine play him in the last couple games here and even into next year so um I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, so between him and the Brendan Aronson news this week, it's been a it's been a fun one and a really young one and one that's made me really depressed as a 24 year old um, <laughs> for uh, for the union. I think that's a uh, it's a common thing to kind of towards the middle end of the season they'll start giving 16 year olds a shot and, and maybe 15 yep. year olds. Is this guy 15? You said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be 16 in January. but we've been seeing that i think this year is the year of the 16 year olds i think we've seen more than ever in usl playing at the age of 16 but it's not uncommon this time of year to to see that happen and it's really good uh st louis's best young usl player starting when he was 16 too and it's it's a really good thing to get in the habit of doing this super outside alleged rumor was that Bayern munich was sniffing around (laughs) yeah yeah 
And that's the I thing. I don't know is, how true that is. Yeah, but. it may not be at all. But just the fact that, you know, this is another one of those things where it's like you can't call USL a minor league team because people are putting their kids into USL to kind of fight off national you know, world famous clubs like Bayern mm-hmm, Munich, mm-hmm. you know, like that's yeah. a thing this year where MLS clubs want to put their kids in a pro system without yep. losing their college eligibility and to keep them from wanting to go off to Bayern well, Munich and, or something. And, you know, the other thing is, is they have to make sure that if they go to college, they keep their rights and they don't go in the super draft and then burn them. Right. That too. So, <laughs> it's a whole, uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful system, but there it is. There it is. <laughs> uh, Third piece of news. This is a fun one. Louisville City adding Jonathan Lewis on loan from New York City Football Club and MLS for the remainder of the regular season. Uh, they get him until October 12, I think, and then he goes back to NYCFC. Um, Lewis, former Chicago Fire Academy kid, played for Kendall SC and Plantation FC, which are both in Florida, I believe, um, and then played for the RIASA Academy, which is uh, they're based out of Leeds and London in England. They... Um, it's, I don't know a ton about it other than a quick Google and kind of poking around their website. Um, you can get your degree um, or get close to your degree. Like it's a secondary education type thing, but you play all of your football in. Um, and a guy who plays on Burnley, in fact, is a, is a uh, RASA graduate. Um, Lewis, two years at Akron, and then he has four goals and three assists in 25 appearances for New York City. Um I don't know why they did this. Really? NYCFC or Louisville? Well, no, I'm very glad that NYCFC finally understand how to loan players. Um, But I don't get why Louisville would add someone for a month. I I don't know. I mean, a lot of time at NYC. No, no. I mean, it could be a maybe almost trialing for Louisville city next year. Then maybe. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. And it could be more so, uh, Louisville saying we need reinforcements than it is NYCFC. Like you gotta, you gotta think that, yeah. you know, don't forget that Louisville city doesn't have their own stadium. They're not making money. They're, they're bleeding money. They have small rosters because of that. This is probably a really affordable deal for them to get a, a quality attacking right winger. Um, I wonder if it's to rest while. up Lancaster a little bit too. Could be. He's been getting a lot of minutes. It could be. Yeah, it might be just a combination of all of that too. I mean, this the the James Sands loaned yeah. uh, loan seemed to be pretty successful. I think he yeah. went right back to NYCFC and and slotted right into the starting eleven there. So he did. maybe maybe they're trying to. I don't know. Try try the same thing because I, I I know a lot of the uh, MLS analysts think Jonathan Lewis should be starting for NYCFC. So you know that speaks to the talent that he has at least. I agree completely. Harry with a good point in the chat, by the way. Oh, which I didn't mention. We go live every Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is 6 p.m. Pacific. Um, if you want to hang out, come and hang out. And if you make good points, which I'm not just saying this to appease the people in our chat right now. I haven't seen anyone in here make a bad point ever. True. 
which is exciting. Uh, Harry Austin, uh, friend of the show, saying, well, they learned how to loan players to everyone but the affiliate, which is true, <laughs> uh, which is very true. You got to cut down on flights. It's not like New York City is sponsored by a you know mega rich airline or anything. <laughs> Throwing it out there. There's no money in that system. None no money in that system at all. No, 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 no. I think that's a really good point you make there, Alex. Like uh, if, if perhaps he even thinks, oh, I can get it tested out for less than a month at this USL club. NYC mm-hmm. can get a look at my level, see if I've improved and, and throw me back in, give me a better shot. Perhaps NYC is even learning like how to use a USL club for what it's good for, which is <laughs> it's one of its best roles is like finding out how well a, a young developing player yeah. is is doing against grown men. Yeah. Um, speaking of Louisville City, um, that game finally ended. <laughs> Corbin Bourne, uh, Corbin Bourne, which is um, about a year ago in the 23rd minute, and then the uh, the remaining of that game was played this week sometime, and it ended one nothing Cincinnati. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and that's the, the road that's team it. wins every game of the series. Yeah. Yeah, I think the road team has won more than half of the games all time between those two sides now. So weird. Didn't know so, that. That could be an interesting playoff match if that shows up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, a, and a little quick shout out to uh, Cincy, yeah, fans, Cincy fans getting angry at the weather. Yeah. <laughs> See, even if I'm not here, someone gets a good rip it on Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, that one. That's where I drew the line. Was like, nope. Okay, it's I can I can bias free here. I can say they're a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys, you guys won. It's okay. It's all right. Congratulations, made the playoffs this week, clinched them, clinched first this week, right? Clean, yeah. It's been- Clint. It's been like that for like the last three weeks, really. But whatever. Well, they got mathematical. A, they got a home now. game. They got a home game. So that's good. They did it. Yeah, uh, win it. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Before we get more hate on the Twitters for that one, uh, Phil, Monarchs won. St. Louis won. Wallfall in the ninth minute. Jose Hernandez for the Monarchs in the 49th. Man, I had some like such good conversation to bring up on this one, and it has escaped my mind since the game. Um, so I, I don't remember much about this. I know again, St. Louis like did yeah. a great job, got an early goal, and kind of sat back a little too much, you know, throughout the game, and, and then let one in. It's still mm-hmm. something they should be proud of and happy about. A, a team as good mm-hmm. as them, even if they're on a bit of a, a slipping little slipping down in, in quality mm-hmm. as of late, I think St. Louis should be really happy about a point in Salt Lake City. No, I mean, Salt Lake City is still easily top four in the West, if not better than that. And yeah. St. Louis is trying to grab one of those last playoff spots. This is a result they need. It's Go giant. there, get the draw. You're not losing points. You're doing about what you're expected to do. More wall fall brilliance. Uh, you know, it's so the linchpin in, uh, in the attack. Makes such a big difference. LA Galaxy 2-1, Oklahoma City Energy 3, meaning the team that plays in Los Angeles, well, Carson, California, in the USL, scored one time, and the team in Oklahoma City scored three times. Uh, Lopez in the 13th on a penalty. Jose Barril, who I haven't heard about 
at all until this game happened, which was nice to see him back. Rasmussen in the 72nd and then Dixon in the 81st. Um, second and third goals from Oklahoma City were really pretty. Hmm. Like really intricate passing, not, well, not like Man City or Arsenal really intricate passing at their best, but like just really Oh gosh, we lost Evan real bad there. And it's worse than normal. Okay, <laughs> you getting all out wide. Them back end goals in the front. From the city, you weren't playing for a time. Oh my gosh, Evan! Somehow your voice That's... was still going while you were talking. Um. Yeah, they scored two really pretty goals, and it's with really. That's oh, really cool. Wow. Am, I, am, I, am I still a robot? Still going. Okay. I think we're there. <laughs> not not that up. bad anymore. We're, we're, we're back. We're back. Sorry, buddy. Okay. We're back. We're back. We've leveled out. Do you, do, should I just, I, I just won't say that you try to give Oklahoma City a compliment and the world just tries to <laughs> bring you down. So, um, yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. I mean, OKC is probably the team for me that they're not making playoffs, but out of the teams I can look at and go, they have really no chance. They're the ones I think would have. I would have liked to see in the playoffs the most because they have that basically USL record tying losing streak early in the season. And that just torpedoed their entire year Hmm. without that. They would be probably competing for the fifth seed right now. Yeah. They're a team where next, next year you'll see a full year of consistency because surely they will keep that, that coach this recovery seems to be pretty solid. They got to keep him and they'll probably return a lot more players and, and have a little more stability this next year. But that was part of, I think that was most of what the problem was in the first half is they just didn't, some of their players didn't work out and they had to figure things out while developing a new team. It just didn't work out for them. Yeah. The reasons are there, but it was still even worse than you really would expect for what cards they were dealt. They hit a slump at a bad time. Yep. I, I want to say that Angulo was expected to do a little more than he did based on mm. last year's production, and uh, they thought he they would have more of that this year. And I think Valeski was a stopgap, but I don't think he started this game. I don't know if he played this game, but they did really well without Valeski, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Maybe he subbed in, but um, I don't know. OKC, okay, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Pony, I wanted to ask you about Los Dos, and maybe I just haven't seen them in a little while, but like how do you guess what they're going to do in a game? Is it a metrics thing? Is it your guess is as good as anyone else's? I, I think it's just that your guess is as good as anyone else's. They, they're they a team that will show up and look like they're one of the best teams in the league or they'll show up and look horrible or they'll show up and lose 7-3 to three or do something ridiculous in a given week. I think it's, I mean, it's one of those revolving doors if they have so many people who show up. I think they have that that another one of those young kids, Efren Alvarez. I think it is, mm-hmm. who's just unbelievable. Yeah, yep. and when he plays, they tend to do a lot better. And it's just, and Zubac is another good attacker they have. They have yeah. a lot of attacking talent, and if they can get them all together playing consistently, that could be a dangerous team. But that defense just hasn't really been there. Talk about. Yeah. Like- sniping uh d2 players for d3 if i'm an indie side i'm gonna try to get any one of those guys you listed and maybe a couple more because man mm-hmm. la like those guys are never gonna go to the first team so they might as well go somewhere and get paid i 
I think a couple of the Listos kids have a shot just because of the age of, of LA Galaxy 1 right now. And we don't know what their philosophy is going to be as far as coaching goes because Siggy Schmidt just kind of up and walked away. So I guess yeah. if the rumor of like Greg Berhalter going over there or, yeah. you know, someone totally, you know, maybe even Caleb Porter, there's no rumors, but he'd be a great, great guy for that club. Yep. That would be a different look completely. But, you know, typically yep. they just go and buy more guys from around the globe and then these awesome players end up fizzling out and going to say, you know, Colorado switchbacks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, And I think LA actually still owns the highest number of hat tricks this season with three. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like at least four quality players and all of them are under the age of 23, if not 21, you know, like really good players there. Yeah, you have like the high school all-star all-star team versus the twenty-five-year-old journeyman team every week. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I'd, I'd be really surprised if they don't try to get Al- Alvarez involved in the first team. I mean, yeah. He's, I mean, he's on another level. He's, yeah. he's already. You can see it. He, 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 he jumps off the screen. Mm-hmm. I don't watch the Western Conference, but if he's playing for for Los Dos, I try to tune in, and I think that says enough about him. Right. Same. Uh, yeah. He's. The, he's yeah transcended that kind of conference gap that I think a lot of people have. Right. I could um, see Zubac doing the more McBean route though. Yes. Yeah, same. <laughs> and in fact, I would be really happy to get him on my team next year, to be honest. I would love yep. to have Zubac. But uh, um, like Efren is an interesting situation just because I wonder if he won't even want to sign for someone like the galaxy and he may want to skip, you know, a little bit higher or even go off to uh, Holland or something like that. He would, he would do really well in an attacking style league. I, I think getting him, he's got a bulk up. Uh, well, <laughs> you can draw sorry. some fouls. Let me let me rephrase that. He has to physically grow up and like <laughs> yeah, develop right. as a human being before <laughs> he can bulk up. It's true. But he, he has to do both. Again. Okay, moving on. All right, great. <laughs> <laughs> My bandwidth cannot handle these takes I have. Yeah, there you go. Um, let's I say we this. should. You know, that's not Patreon. When I have to go to gain you a good Ethernet cable or something. It does. Here. It does. It has to get me a massive Ethernet cable. It's got to be like 300 feet. Anyway, um, Red Bull 2 3, Toronto FC 2 3, meaning that the Baby Bulls scored three times and the Junior Reds scored three times. Um, welcome back, Anatola Bong. Scores in the 12th minute. Um, Ivan gets one in the 40th, and White gets one in the 68th. Junior Reds, Sabasa Endo uh, in the 23rd, Kubel in the 36th, Hamilton in the sec- the 62nd. Um, yeah, good, bad draw for Red Bull. Um, I, Sabasa Endo and Jordan Hamilton are like two of my favorite players in the league this year. And they're on fire right now. They're killing it. Doing well. And they need to get out of Toronto. I think it's becoming, yeah, the, I agree with you, first of all, but I think it's becoming a thing where I don't think you have to be embarrassed if T2, or no, no they're not T2, no, 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 no. if the Junior Reds do well against your team. Like, they've no. they've become good suddenly. Yeah, it's like the Montreal factor, just late in the year, they suddenly decide to be a really good team. It's a Canadian thing, maybe. It's a Canadian thing. <laughs> totally. Ottawa. We'll talk about that in a minute, but it's, it's definitely a Canadian right. thing. Alex, your thoughts? I mean, I'm glad we faced them twice very early in the year. Yeah, uh, because they 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 kind of did this last year where they 
they messed around and they beat everybody that was in first place in the East at one point. Uh, and it seems like they're kind of, you know, they almost knocked off Cincinnati. I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but yeah, right. we'll get it seems there. like they're having a, they're figuring it out, I guess. And anytime Jordan Hamilton is with them, they're a different team anyways. Yeah. He's, he's, he's one of those guys who he's really too good to be in USL, but maybe just, he's got too many, you know, two of the best attackers in the league in front of him for the yeah. first team. Right. So, you know, he's, he's in that weird spot. Uh, he, he's probably another guy that should probably get out of Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same Toronto has the same problem that, that LA does on the East where Hamilton's ridiculous and Endo is amazing, but they're not Josie Altador and they're not mm-hmm. Sebastian Giovinco. Like, you really nailed that, Evan. And I don't I don't even think you read this article. There was an article that Will Parchman put out on, on the Athletic that um it, it laid out it kind of ranked all the academy systems that belong mm-hmm. to MLS teams. And first of all, he said a third of these guys might as well not have an academy team, which I thought was some some pretty yeah. hot fire there. Um well, he's been pretty awesome since he left MLS. I yeah. forgot what he quit, but uh Anyway, he said the same exact thing about Toronto that that they have like a mass amount of good quality academy players that they're mm-hmm. able to plug in and use well, but they don't have any like number one standouts. Like they don't have, you know, I don't know, what's the Vancouver kid that just went to Bayern? Forgot his name. Uh, Davy Alfonso Davies. Thank you. Well, yeah, they don't have one of those, but they have like ten guys who can f- fulfill a job on the first team. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow, we're already there. Phil, the match that you probably remember more of. Yeah. St. Louis 4, Swim Park Rangers 3. I remember it well. I was there. I got to go over to Kansas City for it, and I had a great time. And, uh, boy, I had a really good game for St. Louis. I was worried about this one a little bit. And, um, shoot, I'm just going to look at the notes here. By the 82nd minute, we were ahead 4-1. to one. Yeah, and um, and then they got lazy and they let up two more. Yeah. One goal was a good one. The other one was pretty pathetic. Um, you could tell they were just tired, and uh, um, then they almost gave up the tie. Like it reminded me of. I think it was against Fresno or Reno. The second, the last game we played them, we won last minute on a long throw in, and uh, it the exact same thing was happening to us at the very end. It was like two minutes of extra time out of three or four. And um, we defended it away, so props to them for that. But we never should have let that happen, get to that situation. It scared me with St. Louis doing all those last-minute, minute mistakes that, that cause us trouble. But um, they got they got out of this one. A really beautiful goal from Greg. A really awesome backward flick on on a set piece from Wolfball. Uh, good yeah. goals coming from St. Louis right now. It's a lot of fun to watch. I have three notes on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, the first goal that St. Louis scored was some terrible goalkeeping. Um, <laughs> one of your forwards just kind of walked up to the Swope Park keeper and went, I would love that ball, please. And he said, sure, here you go. Um, uh, more serious criticism set pieces look to really be a problem for Swope Park. And I don't know if that's been a whole year thing or like a just now thing, but that should probably stop. Um, and then, yeah, Greg, just really clinical for that fourth goal. Um, and to your point, that second Swope Park goal by Blackwood in the 84th, you can't let a guy score near post. Oh my gosh! On on that, from that angle, I can give you more. Uh, 
I mean, they were on a bit of a break in our right back, Tony Walls, who's more of a defensive midfielder. Very good one, a very experienced one. Dude was just gassed, and he started running. And you you know those, like, you'll see a defender trying to catch up, you know, like, point to a guy and be like, someone yeah, yeah, get yeah. him. He was the closest guy to him. And so he just yeah. was like, someone get him, I can't. And he blew past him and got a goal. And you know, the near post, Gomez wasn't even close to it. That was scary to me, and I didn't like the mentality there. But second game of the week, I'll give them a little slack, just a little bit. I was the asshole that tweeted that they shouldn't be doing that stuff right after we won a game, though. Damn, man. I was that guy. Let them enjoy their away victory. Jeez. I should have. It was monster. It was rude. I got scared. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... St. Louis, man, this is the first chance we've actually had ever. I don't want it to go bad. I, 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 en- I, I enjoy that you picked one of the away matches to be that guy. That's a good point. That's a really you know? good point. Like, you're there as a fan, and you're like, no, wait, hold on. Let me put on my media hat for two seconds. <laughs> oh, no, that was that was way past media. That was, uh, that was a, 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 I don't know. Let me put on my ultra hat for two seconds? There you go. Okay, yeah. all right. I'm too, ex- I'm too hard on my team. Too excited yeah. for this. Well, you know, they, they, wins a win. Um, yeah, this game we did show a good job of the good and bad parts of both teams. I mean, we saw the highs and lows that both teams are capable of. Mm. I mean, if they either make it, I could see them knocking off anybody in the first round and just getting completely annihilated, depending on how they play. And they both played like it both ways on that game. Mm. We saw Swope yeah. Park look horrible and look great. We saw St. Louis look great and look horrible. True. It's just a matter of trying to have the, only the good side show up now. Completely yeah. agree. Speaking of looking great and looking horrible, uh, Pittsburgh 2, Louisville 2. Louisville gets off to a pretty solid 2-0 lead. Um, and then Gregor and Jitsin, like puts it in. So he parries the shot, and then I, I'm pretty sure it hits his defender and goes in that way. He gets credited with his own goal here, but I wasn't terribly like he didn't like throw it in or anything. Not like that's ever happened in in a very cool act of s- sabotage that would be. But um, yeah, own goal by Ranjit Singh, and then like a kind of penalty uh, that Canardo <laughs> Forbes puts in, and it's a draw. So, no, you can't have these three points. Either yeah, team. That. Yep. And that second to fourth place right in the East is still basically tied. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's funny. I'm more, I'm friends with more Pittsburgh people than Louisville people, but I, the Louisville people were a little upset. I feel like the Pittsburgh people were even more upset, even yeah. though it was like a last minute draw. So yeah. it's interesting. Um, also, if, if you watch the game back or if you watch the highlights, 69th minute, there's a free kick. Dan Lind almost hits his head on the goalpost. I have never been more concerned for someone that personally I don't really care about. Not that I don't like the guy. I don't have any opinion of him either way to set the record straight. I've never met him, but like, dude, you, you just did that. Don't do it again. Yeah. And this is his first game back too from injury. It was. And I was like, that would have been really fun to see how everyone reacted to that. Well, I mean, oh, this, yeah, this week's yeah. going to mess with that golden glove race a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Alex, your, your thoughts on this one. I mean, not, to, I'm going to be that guy to, to lead into your question, but not that Charlotte has a ton of chance, but is it weird for you guys to see that no one really wants to take any of these playoff spots in the Eastern conference? 
Uh, it's like I whenever I see it, I'm just like, well, it's too little, too late for us. Uh, you know, if they want to, you know, muck around <laughs> and, let, and let Penn FC sneak into the playoffs, yeah, that's fine. Ottawa and Penn FC gonna get in there, baby. Uh, they might. I, I'm I'm not even they, joking. They've got some. No, they they very much. Uh, they absolutely yeah. have a shot more so than we do. Uh, I mean, even looking at my projection, say Charlotte's only six points out of playoffs. There you go, buddy. I know, but we've been, I think we've been six points out of playoffs for the last month uh, and we haven't gained any ground, which has been <laughs> concerning. Well, neither is anybody else. That's why you're still there. That's true. Uh, <laughs> we, I think we're on a winning streak, but we, our game was postponed. So, and then we have to play, you know, we've never beaten Charleston away ever. Uh, and that's going to happen Wednesday. And then we have another short rest game against a two team and we play terrible against two teams. But, but to get back to the Pittsburgh game, I feel like we're skipping over the most important thing. And that is Paco Craig's little braided rat tail. Uh, if you, I didn't even see this until just now when I rewatched the highlights. Uh, if you go back to when he delivers that free kick, he's mm-hmm. got a braided rat tail just right around in this neck area. And, and that is all you need to know about that game. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. Do you think someone went, hey, um, Paco, you know, the 90s are really back in style. <laughs> Would you like to to combine two of the most misguided hairstyles from the 90s back into one? And he went, what, sure. <laughs> uh, and it happened. That's That's phenomenal. Paco, please, never again. Or, or every time, every time, or every time, yeah. Either fully Paco, because I know you're listening. Either fully <laughs> commit to the braided rat tail, or or don't commit. You know. And this ends the fashion portion of your podcast. Yeah, yeah. This has been the USL show fashion minute. Um, if we stretch it, and yeah, that would be great. Uh, speaking of fashion minutes. If you're looking to hook yourselves up for your uh, your recreational seasons this year, or if you even just want to look good in a European team kit or an MLS kit, I don't judge. Wear whatever you want, as long as it's not Man United. Uh, check out our friends at Soccer Loco, uslshow.com. There's a blue box or a gray box if you're colorblind. That'll say Soccer Loco. And you can go on there, and you can buy whatever you want. DK will hook you up, personally. He hand-delivers everything himself to you. It's a lot of travel, but he doesn't mind. <laughs> man of the people anyway go check out our friends at soccer loco they are uh, honestly some really cool folks they gave me a very nice jacket uh at the mls draft it's hot it's good um where am i at oh yeah speaking of teams sneaking into the playoffs ottawa oh my god what's happening two nothing beat richmond a robert's own goal which i felt bad for him just because it's one of those across is coming in and you got to get ahead to it and you don't really know where it's going uh, unfortunately, it went into the back of your own net. And then uh, your boy, Carl Hayworth, 38th minute, scoring a goal. Ottawa are going to make the playoffs. Saw that. Saw that today. It seems are like they? Um, <laughs> are they, like, should they, or are they, like, will they? It's really weird. It's really like, weird that they have a chance. See, my production still say no, but... Okay. I just... Listen, I didn't think that coming into the final four games of the season for Bethlehem, which are Toronto FC2 on Saturday, and then Ottawa, and then Indy and Tampa, I would much rather play Indy and Tampa four times than Ottawa and Toronto FC2 four times. So, um, yeah, not looking forward to those next two for Steel, but we'll see. Um, A question to everyone. What's Richmond playing for this year? Hmm. Contracts? Next year, yeah. 
Well, this is a good chance to talk about the old guard shield. We had a good yeah. conversation about that. Bums me out, man. Bums me out, too. Is that what you were getting at? Oh, no. I just literally don't know what anyone on this Richmond team would play for, which yeah. is part of why I think they lost to Ottawa 2 nothing. because like Ottawa should have made it like four in 40 minutes. Hmm. They missed like two sitters. Adonijah Reed, like if I could jump, I could have hit that goal with my foot. One of those, you know, the, the one in, everyone knows the one I'm talking about <laughs> where it's like, you know, a cross comes in it hops up on you. So you have to kind of jump and hit it with your foot. If I could physically do that with my body, I would have scored this, but I can't. So I didn't, which is fine. Cause you know, neither did Adonijah Reed. So I didn't feel too bad. <laughs> anyway. Old guard shield talk? Are we doing that? I think we should. I think it's good for people to realize at this point that since Richmond's dropping down, yeah. that, that there's, what, there's two old guard shields left now? Two and a half? Uh, two well, teams, rather? Yeah. Oh, two and a half. Yeah, I, was, I was not including Penn FC. They aren't either, a, so it's okay. Yeah, a brand new team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because well, uh, it, was, it was what? Charleston, Richmond, Rochester, Harrisburg, Pitt, right? Yep, that yeah. sounds right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Charleston. Yeah, yeah. You got him. So, so we have Pitt, Charleston, and sort of Penn FC, and and we'll throw Harrisburg in there because they're still recognized on the old guard shield, and we'll play by house rules for this. So we have three, and we have, I guess, an equal amount of teams in USL D three in the old guard shield. Um, which has to be awkward for everyone because I really thought that the whole idea of that, and I still do think the whole idea of that is really awesome and really mm-hmm. important. Um, but unfortunately, I guess that's not shared by front offices and whatever. Right. So. Well, I mean, mo- I think it's like money necessitates what's happened, yeah. oh, you yeah. know, so oh, I, yeah. I no, get I, it. There were a couple ideas we threw around, though. Mine was that the teams that aren't in the league try to play them in preseason and count the games somehow. I don't know. Like move the Charleston Challenge Cup and make it just those teams. But then I think the problem, Charleston likes playing those MLS sides in preseason too much. I'm sure they do. I imagine that's a big... Going down to warmer weather too Mm much. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. It just all depends on how much they care about it, if they want to bring it back. You could try to arrange like a postseason event. Uh, I, that's going to be tough for the players uh, mm-hmm. to convince the players. But yeah, I don't think you're going to have guys that are going to want to do that. Not for any, like, not from a sentimental like, oh, f that, we don't want to do it. But just like, uh, you'd have to. If the whole thing is like these clubs are dropping because money, that's more money they have to pay. You know what? How, are there any? Is there another old guard shield team in Division Three? Would Dayton be in there? Uh, Rochester is in 2020, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's an idea. You could have a two-group system and then a playoff is the best. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. You have, you know, the winners, the two winners play each other. That would be so cool. Hmm. Assuming both neither goes to the playoffs or something like that. It would well, have to and this be would like require a, a lot of, of string pooling for scheduling, I'm sure, which no one will do just because it's, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's way too much involved. Get all the old guard matches out of the way early. And then if 
all the old guard shield teams have a bye week the same week. Whoever's like in the final for that, just have them play each other scrimmage. They could work it. They could work it one way or another. Yeah, and I think whatever. they should try. I would love to see it. We're, we're getting too galaxy brain about it. I think we are. Whatever. That's what we do. That's why we're here. That's why that is why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> to talk about a thing that sadly won't exist next year, probably for too long. Goose says resolution old guard league. So they, I like just, it. they just start their own league. I like it a lot. <laughs> they could call it old guard pro or something. Like call that. It NIS, <laughs> I, uh, what? <laughs> Tampa Bay won Atlanta exactly. two nil, uh, meaning the um, team that plays on the really awesomely named proving ground scored no goals. They didn't even play there, so that didn't work. Damn it. Tampa Bay won. Um, man responsible for Dan from Unused Subs Tattoo, Gwenzotti, went, yeah, I'll score again. And he did in the 30th minute. Oh, my minute. gosh. Makes me so happy. I'm very happy. Outside of that goal, I really didn't think a lot happened here, so I'm going to move on. More like Gwentati. No, Tat? no, 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 no. definitely moving on now. <laughs> All right, Colorado Springs won, RGVFC won, Robinson in the eighth minute, uh, Perea in the 71st. Party yeah. thoughts on, on this one? It was a game, it happened? Basically ends Colorado Springs season as far as I'm concerned. I think they needed to win out, and this probably does it. Yeah. They scored a stunner in the eighth minute, though. That was a great goal. but. That was. And then they should have had a second one in the 20th, and I don't know how that ball didn't go in. Um, but it didn't. And then that RGV goal was really just all that run down the down that end line. That's what they do, though. That's their thing. That is what they do. <laughs> they did it very well here. So As they can do. As they can do. Tulsa 2, San Antonio 1. San Antonio, what are you, what are you doing? Come back. <laughs> be, be good again. Guys. Uh, Vukovic penalty 37th minute Tavares 57th minute um, El Zondo in the 18th for San Antonio Tulsa kits uh, I made a note look like Syracuse University and the Portland Timbers away kits had a baby (laughs) (laughs) that's a very good reference for like Caleb Porter and Chris Nanko and (laughs) that's about it um yeah, bad loss for, for San Antonio. They should have equalized on 66th and, and 79th minutes, but they didn't, so they have no points. Yeah, they're, they've been really up and down as of late. Mostly down. Four wins in a row, four losses in a row, three wins in a row, and now a loss to Tulsa. So, who knows? It's, they're fighting for playoffs, so they can't be doing this. I thought I don't know. I thought th- this is twice now. I thought they were going to be unstoppable. You know the yeah. runs, the runs they were on, um, and then I don't know if it's too late early to bring up Lance Lang, um, but he's the the loney from uh, Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and and he was on fire for them. And I was like, man, that name sounds so familiar. Why do I like it? Or why do I know it so well? It's because when I looked at all the highlight reels of all the guys FC Cincinnati was, was picking up at the time in preseason, Lansling was my favorite. His highlight reels were like (laughs) awesome. He was so good. And I remembered because I saw, yeah, I just remembered that he could play left back, but his reels were like very, very attacking style player. 
love him. Obviously, he's not the the best player that FC Cincinnati could have, but he's still one of the best players for a lot of sides out there in the USL. Yep. He's awesome. He's very good. Reno won. Los Dos nil. Calvillo scores. 37th minute for 1868. Um, yeah. It happened. Yeah, that's probably the best way to describe the game. I mean, this cool. is one Reno probably should have won, and they did win. Expectations meeting reality, Reno. There you go. There's your new oh. motto for the team. Speaking of things that make you go, huh? Uh, um, Cincinnati 4, Toronto FC 3, in a game that thankfully only took two hours to play <laughs> in real time. Uh, Sabasa Endo in the 24th force Lasso responds, makes it one nil Sabasa Endo scores again in the 45th. Fernando Adi scores in the 45th, almost dies. <laughs> Endo gets his hat trick and then birthday boy, 30 year old former Philadelphia union, prolific MLS striker sarcasm on that last one. Corbin bone scores twice. 78, 88. He's got three goals in this week. Should have written him in for player of the week. Didn't. Mm. Yeah, this is uh, can't this is go. Anderson. You can't go endo for player of the week. He's got four goals. I league. actually did go endo for player of the week. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I did. Uh, guys, this would have been funny, but uh, yeah, since you get that fourth goal. Yeah, I I, tr- I don't understand why Cincinnati can't play Toronto. It's about um, endo mostly at this point in the season. The team that scored the most goals against Cincinnati is Toronto. With six. Fascinating. It's one of those, I think other teams, the East Dean did not watch film of how they played Cincinnati, but just yes. go watch these two games and go, what did Toronto do? <laughs> because somehow Toronto is able to break down Cincinnati's defense every single game. Yeah. And well, it's confusing. Yeah. It helps when you have a guy who scores three goals from a combined like 70 yards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for leading into my point of the bookmarks, if you will, the first and third goals of Subasa Endos were mirrors of each other. And they were both from like 23 and he just went top corner. I'm good. Yeah. Like he's so, he's so good. I think the second one might've been the most impressive probably as well. Cause he had, he, you know, he had the fake with the left and then brought it back to his right and still scored. So <laughs> He he was just on fire, obviously. I want Toronto FC to like emergency loan Subasa Endo up when they play Cincy for the first time and just watch him go off again. <laughs> That'd be great. If he's still there, yeah. I mean, I, at this point, I think Toronto signs him somehow, right? Loan him to know. the Canadian Premier League or something, maybe? I don't know. Um, hey, North Carolina won. Penn FC nil. Um, only thing I have here is uh, it's a really good job from North Carolina um, bodying Penn FC midfield to, to create a turnover to get that goal. Um, Penn FC have like 900 matches remaining and they're all at that, that baseball field, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be interesting. If teams can score against them early and kind of hold off, they might be all right. I know. I think I think it was this match where Penn didn't have Ken Tribbett and didn't have somebody else due to due to um, accumulation of yellows. Um, so that might have hurt a little bit, just because Tribbett's been such a 
big impact player on set pieces for him. But yeah, a, a good grindy win for North Carolina, which doesn't make the playoff picture any more clear in the East, because why would we get that? That would be nice for us. Yeah, this is a really important game in the playoff picture. I think whoever won this was basically going to be hanging on to ninth. And it's it's North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, I have this feeling that people like Ottawa and Nashville and Penn FC, like mm-hmm. those are teams that are hard to beat. And even Bethlehem might sneak in. Um, they're just hard teams to beat, and they kind of keep earning their spot in the top eight. Whereas North Carolina is a team where I would enjoy watching them in the playoffs, you know, but yeah. it's harder to win that way, I think. But props and to not to be, to big up the guys from Kerry when we have Alex here, but um, that Zach Steinberger loan still makes no sense. Yeah, I agree. From Indiana, North Carolina, but man, North Carolina's got to be pretty happy they're able to fool Indy Eleven to loaning Zach Steinberger to them. Right. There's some blackmail there for sure. <laughs> it's just yeah, I'm still having nightmares about the goal he scored right in front of my eyes a couple weeks back. <laughs> uh, so the bleach didn't work. Is that no? Nothing uh, works. Nothing works for that. <laughs> Fair enough. We won't go into we won't go into that game. That's okay. We don't have to. We'll move on. Um, Las Vegas, the team most notably notable, uh, it's fine for um, I I don't know having llamas or um, having an official marijuana dispensary as a sponsor, dropping or perhaps recently I don't know dropping money out of a fucking helicopter. Um, one, yeah, Portland Timbers two, two. Hooray! Uh, an early goal, like a really early goal for um, Mendiola. And then Vegas misses another chance, which would have been another goal. And they had another really good chance in the 56th minute. Um, and then the second half was basically for every chance that Vegas would get, Portland would get an equally good chance. Uh, the only problem being that Arboleda and Zabrano converted for the Timbers in the 72nd and 84th minute, respectively. And uh, T2 get the win. Yeah, I mean, this is a game. Vegas is always okay at home. They're not that bad. Mm-hmm. And Portland, Mancha, it's a lot of the USL was here. It's just making best of the chances you get, and they did that today or Saturday. <laughs> they did it today, too. Don't worry. They had a really good team lunch. <laughs> um, what I wanted to talk about, uh, Las Vegas Review Journal, uh, uh, she's a, a 51s beat writer in name, but does cover other Las Vegas sports. Uh, Betsy Helfand. Uh, you can find her at Betsy Helfand. I'm only giving that out because I know people here won't be a dick to her. So there you go. <laughs> Tell her you like to work on this because this is a really spicy quote. And I, I it's the most Chalice slash Vegas thing ever. Uh, after the match, Chalice, uh, quote, I want to leave. Sincerely, I want to leave. I can't anymore with this. Tomorrow I'm going to talk with the owner. I don't have the intention of continuing here. <laughs> now, uh, guys, if you're Chili's, hey, what a year you've had, man. Riding a motorcycle, introducing the mascot, watching money fall out of a helicopter in a new country. That's weird. Had a cigarette in the stands in a preseason match. Um, do you want to leave? If you want to coach a good team, you do. Fair. <laughs> Well, and that's where I come in and say he kind of made the bed he's 
saying he doesn't want to lay in anymore. You know, he he built this team. If kind he's of. upset with it, he sh- he should be pointing the finger at himself. And if he's worried about the circus, well, for goodness sake, that's what <laughs> he definitely built that. Still, still entering old man yelling at cloud phase. I'm so angry. Get off my damn lawn, no, too, well, He's complaining about the circus. <laughs> Golly. Um, Alex, do, do you, uh, to ask a terrible question, are, are you familiar with the shenanigans in Las Vegas this year? And if you're Chalice and your team's sitting at, like, what, seven wins right now? Um, do, do you want to, like, are you cool with doing this next year? You know, the only thing I know about Las Vegas is yeah. all the things that they make the headlines for, and it's never the play on the field. Correct. Uh, and like, except for that one time, the goalkeeper tried to take the ball, you know, end to end. Yes. And he got tackled like at midfield. That's the only yeah. on-field highlight I remember. Yeah. So you know, I can see why that would be frustrating for a coach, but also when you're the guy, like you said, smoking the cigarettes in the stands after you get sent off. Yeah, and you know you're suspended. He's been suspended how many times? Two, you know, half the two. season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, about like, half the year. Yeah, you know, kind of, kind of hard to feel sorry for him. Um. Well, let me try to feel sorry for him <laughs> <laughs> because I think I actually might have a little bit of a point here. Um, you're a new team you need to do some interesting things. You have a really nice logo. It's got neon colors. Your kits are like gaudy and, and tacky in a, in a good way because of where you play. You sign Freddie Adu partly because you know, it'll get you some media attention, but partly because you think he's a good player and the rest of your team seems to be, you know, pretty all right. And if you're Chalice, you're like, all right, the mascot thing was weird. I rode him in on a motorcycle, which was dumb. The marijuana thing, whatever, take it or leave it. You're just looking, you know, it's a, it's a nice way to bring in some money. You know, the, um, uh, the logo's fine. The neon lights didn't bother you. You get suspended the first time. And, you know, maybe that's just not being accustomed to the new league or, or whatever. And then you want to, like, focus on soccer, right? You come back from that first suspension. I think the only thing you'd want to do is just, you know, coach a team, play a game or two, and, and get some wins. Then your team starts going, oh, hey, we're going to drop money out of a helicopter. Which is which is so far removed from, you know, it's a parody of itself at that point. Yeah. You know, it's, it's everyone go, oh, you know, Vegas, they're so funny. They got llamas and all oh, 420 blaze it. They're going to give everyone weed at games and, and whatever. And it's like they're taking, you know some of the like kind of more out there Phoenix rising giveaways, like the Diplo bobblehead and um, you know, whatever. And they're just taking it to a parody of itself. And a part of me thinks if you're Chalice, you almost literally can't focus on what they're paying you to do, which is coach and, and what you, you know, want to do with your life and have been doing with your life and coaching a soccer team. So I think a part of me kind of understands where he's coming from. Because if this is the gimmicks and the nonsense that they've pulled year one, and granted, your team hasn't been great, but like Alex, like you said, all of their coverage has been off the field stuff, except for when your keeper runs out 40 yards. 
I, I don't think he can do his job in a way that he wants to. I don't know. And if I was him, I'd be like, yeah, I don't want to do this because I can't focus on my job. Man. Those are all good points. Those are valid points. I just, I still kind of look, definitely valid like, points. Like, like, like if, I get it. Like, there's a, there's a point where, yes, he signed up for the llamas and he signed up for the mascot and he no, signed up for the dispensary. That's not where but I'm like, going. out of a helicopter is is a point where I would be very much in agreement with a coach going, I I can't just watch this become a sideshow, regardless of where they play and and what the the gimmick for the town is. You know, yeah, I see. I, I don't know. Like it's demeaning. It's at this point, it's demeaning. I get that, and and I think I'm just gonna. I think you might be right. First of all, but I will also say that I still feel like he partially embraces it. Where this quote alone is like you can read it and hear his voice talking the way he does, yeah. adding to the circus with that quote. Like he loves to stir the pot. Like he's just adding to it in his own mind. Like, like but perhaps I, like our president. You know, I just get that yeah. vibe from him. Well, and you know, at the same time, like, I, 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 you know, I think all four of us and a lot of the people that we have on the USL show and that are on the, the network in general and everything, we've interacted with with coaches, you know, from, from our clubs that we're closest to and, and in general. These guys don't say things like that if they don't want you to talk about them, which means there's some truth to what they're saying. Yeah. I could see that. Uh, we definitely need to mention what Alan just said. Uh, yeah. It's a really good point. He said he mentioned USL at a Liga MX watch party. And he said the first thing out of someone's mouth was, isn't that the league with Las Vegas in it? And so it's at yeah. that point, you know, is it not just talking about Vegas that it's hurting? It could be hurting the whole league if that's all anyone hears about USL. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Right, so. I mean, I think he signed up to coach a team that I knew was going to be a little bit different, a little bit off, but I didn't set up to coach Las Vegas gimmicks. And that's what I right. got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I could understand the frustration if this is way beyond anything he expected. Yeah. Um, wrapping up the games. And then we got some questions from the Twitters. Uh, Orange County one Fresno nil. Noah powder scores again in the 84th minute. It's like when I mentioned him on the show, he would just be like, I want to score again. So he did it. Good on him. Anyone else think of that '90s movie Powder when his name is mentioned? The snowboard movie? No. No. That's that would make more sense. No. The, yeah. What was it? The albino the guy that had superpowers. It's a weird movie. Everyone go look for Powder. Shrek. <laughs> right. No, no, no. That's the one where he has a lot of layers, like an onion. <laughs> Yeah, nicely done. Uh, but yeah, I'll start. At some point, I'm going to go on eBay, eBay and find a VHS of powder and a VHS of some series of some season of OC, and we'll give those away. It'll be perfect. All right. Look up it's powder. All, it's I'm weird. I'm down for it. All right. I just looked it up. It's got Jeff Goldblum in it. Oh, yeah, it does. Whoa, there you go. All the more weird. That? Uh. Guys, our, our first question from the Twitters as I try to frantically pull up the Golden Boot Race because it's the one thing I didn't put in here. Uh, at Yogi McLovin, who is uh, a Richmond Kickers fan, in fact, and I recently married one. So congratulations, uh, Yogi McLovin. I don't know your actual name, but dude, congrats. You did the thing. Uh, he asked, with the Richmond Kickers going to Division Three, what other clubs have the potential to go down as well? Oh, baby. Um, Ugh. List them like off. This. List them off. Like this game. I love it, dude. All right. <laughs> um, no, 
I didn't even think Richmond was going to go down. Uh, I mean, it makes sense, and I know it's it's mostly a monetary decision. And I've actually been really um, impressed and really encouraged with the response that a lot of Richmond fans have given to that news, which is we don't care where we play. We're going to stick by this team. Awesome. Uh, which is great. That being said, um, I know Mickey Turner, uh, who's been on the show before, put together an article saying that Seattle might contemplate dropping down, uh, which would make sense. I know Kev has been saying that Merritt Polson has been very actively against dropping down, but I mean... I could see, um, I could see Timbers two moving down. If, if, if they weren't having a good year this year, I could definitely see it a lot, uh, you know, more more easily than if they if they weren't having the year they're having. Um, independent teams. I just think that Penn FC has too much money with Rush right now and too many resources to go down. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't be super surprised, and I feel like their fans would have the same response that Richmond would, which is we don't care as long as we get to support them. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's kind of my short list. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't think, I don't think Charleston or, or, you know, like Charlotte or Tampa or anybody like that drops, obviously. Um, I don't know, guys, do we have any, is there any team where like, if, if you say, oh, who's going to go down to D3, you immediately just think of, you know, team X. I, I, I start pulling the, the two teams. Those in mind the one that can't get anyone in the door and are usually not competitive. Well, maybe. I mean, Lostos was good for the first few years. Then they kind of stopped being good. (laughs) I mean, 20, what, 2014, 15, they were one of the better teams. Yeah. I think you might see Atlanta make that move eventually. Uh, you know, yeah. a, a lot of the kind of talk that came out of their camp when they first started the team was it was going to be all about development and that they weren't necessarily worried about results. And uh, But, you know, I think a lot of it is just going to depend on what happens in these first couple of seasons with USLD3. Yeah. If, yeah. if if these players, uh, for especially with the two teams, if, the, if they're still developing the way that they did in D2, I think you might see the the parent clubs be more willing to move down a division yeah Um, because right now it's a little bit unknown you know yes two years ago usl was in or maybe it was three years ago now usl was at division three level but a lot has changed since then so i I think i think it's just gonna take a year or two of kind of seeing how it plays out before we'll see a lot more of those two teams think about dropping down yeah and it's definitely good. I think it's a good sign that Richmond dropped out. That's going to give them some definite stability. And I think when you look at what Greenville's doing with the players they want to bring in and with um, Tucson, is it Tucson that they have that relationship with Phoenix is only going to help because mm-hmm. they have experience yep. building yep. from scratch. And I mean, Tormenta lit up the PDL last year. Right. So I think that's a really good shout there, Alex. I think... For me personally, I think you look at this in phases where I think at first USL is going to kind of let anyone drop that wants to. I know they said mm-hmm. that they want more indie clubs than two sides in Division Three, at least at first. And I think more and more indie clubs are going to join, and so they might be okay with more and more two sides dropping down. So 
I think you, you just put them in this, this pot. And for me, like the dividing line is like any team that only seems to use it for development and then also uses the te- the senior team's MLS stadium slash has zero attendance. Like those are the teams to me, like those are the first ones you knock down. And I would even go as far as saying USL should probably make some rules that are even higher than USSF requirements saying, you know, to be a D2, to be a D2 side, you need to have, you know, you can't be doing those two things. You can't only be developed. You can't only use your MLS stadium with a hundred people right. in it. So to me, those are the two things that I would, I would instate more requirements on. Um, the other one where in retrospect now I'm going, well, yeah, of course they're dropping. But uh, as soon as, as uh, what is it, Loudoun United, DC's affiliate team started getting announced. Mm-hmm. Exactly. DC doesn't have any reason to keep Richmond around and Richmond aren't, you know, printing money or anything. So in retrospect, I went, yeah, this makes sense. Yep. Um, our second and final question tonight it's from someone that we all know pretty well. Um, Alex is your co-host of Talking Jacks. It's, it's the lovely um, Ben Gosshorn or, or, you know, Goose, or as I've called him, the, the Bernie Sanders of USL. Um, or as I've more recently called him, the uh, Greenville FC. Yeah, that Greenville uh, propaganda machine because he's in every one of the team around. Uh, to, to make things simultaneously easier and harder. Uh, your current winner of the Golden Boot, 19 goals, Cam Lancaster. Uh, North Carolina, Rios has 17. Cortez and Phoenix was 16. Thomas and Evoldson was 16 for Orange County. And uh, it's a, what, uh, one, two, three, four-way tie uh, for fifth right now with Langsdorf, Guerra, Brett, and Barry. So, sorry, uh, we lost you, Evan, so I'll just re-ask that yeah, question. Which striker in the Golden Boot race would you want to build a team around was the question. Yeah. Alex, you want to start us off? Yeah, because then I can go ahead and answer the obvious one. Uh, yeah. It's got to be Cameron Lancaster, right? I mean, he's he's done it. He's he's got He's running away with it at this point a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Until this week, right? Well, but he's, he's only played 1,600 minutes. That's, yeah. you know, versus, wow. you know... Thomas and Evoldson, who's played nearly 3,000 minutes. Holy cow. Like, he's just on another level. Yeah. And, and having obviously seen him up close a couple times, he, he's just, he's one of those guys who jumps off the, the field when you, when you and see he's, him. It's not that he's on another level, because we've seen guys have years where they're just, you know, unconscious. He's been there, like, consistently. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which is scary. Um, I'll answer and I'll say I actually want Solomon Asante. That that's see I was gonna I was I thought I was gonna get in trouble for dropping down the nope. list. No, that's there. a deep cut. That's way down there. It that's, is, but I, I mean tied for nine with thirteen. But dude. I think if you look at his assists right now as well, he's got seven of those. So, so okay. Oh, so that's why I, I'm just gonna. I mean. It, I'm going to I'm going to ca- do what you did because my answer was Ledesma who's first in assists. It's kind of a okay. cheater statement, but same same idea though. I mean, what were you getting at there? Sorry. Yeah, 
Well, it's and obviously, like we cheated because we went to the assist column. I was about to say you guys are totally cheated because. But, but I think it's one of those things where if, if you look at Asante or even if you look at Ledesma, who's up there. I mean, he's got 13 goals and what, 15 assists, the the league record now. Yeah. Those are two guys that you can't separate one of those stats from the other one. Like they're total players for their team, mm-hmm. and their team, I think. And I didn't. It's not one guy more than the other. Since he wouldn't be where they are, and Phoenix wouldn't be where they are without Ledesma or Asante hmm. at all, because Ledesma can hit any pass that he wants, and he's also got a great, you know, shot. And Asante is a little bit of a different player in that I think he's more physical. So it depends on what kind of team I want, really. Pony, I want to hear yours. Well, I was going to say Asante too, but <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I mean, he's still probably my MVP pick. I think he, he still edges out Ledesma because he has less pieces around him. I mean, it's one of those. That Phoenix is a good team, but this, the supporting cast is nowhere near it Cincinnati has. Mm-hmm. But in, I guess, to not double up on somebody, I'll go with Ed Olsen then. Okay. Orange County, who, let's be honest, he's never tied for third in goals and tied for fifth in assists. He's doing it, not only scoring, but also providing help. He's, I think the main reason Orange County is as good as they are, and they've taken such a big step forward because he's either scored or assisted on that be 25 goals this season. Mm. And Orange County only, well, only, they have 57 goals, but that means he scored or assisted on about 40%. And that's a pretty big number. Yep. Um, guys, let's get out of here. Alex, where can people find you on the Twitters and, and things and things and plug that podcast around? Because I like uh, at Talking Jacks, no G on Talking. Uh, it's Talking with an N only. Talking Jacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Um. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is a really great show, and I'm biased because I like both of you guys a lot. But you, you do. I appreciate right. that. A wonderful job for sure. Um, yo, Phil, where can people find you on the Twitter sphere? Uh, at Phil Grooms, two L's, two O's, or STL Soccer Report, also on Twitter. It's uh, it's the wave, it's the wave machine, the wave machine, the wave pool, if you will. <laughs> I should have said that. Uh, podcast name right there. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Pony, where? I'm going to assume you cut out and just ask what my Twitter handle is. So Yeah, I did. I'm going to say you can find me at, at Iron Pony Chef on Twitter. I guess I'll try to get through all these without my mic cutting off. The one that's more important than my personal, at the USL show. Follow us there. Give us a give us a follow. It's some good stuff. Also, if you want to listen live to the show every week, Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern, YouTube.com backslash the USL show. That's where you can subscribe and stuff. You'll get a notification. It'll be great. Also, thing I'll plug this week, kind of hard. Um, our email, gmail.com, uh, or sorry, <laughs> the USL show at gmail.com. <laughs> Please use that. I check it decently often now. Um, say hi. Tell us you like us. Tell us you don't like us. Tell us that my mic's terrible. It's not. I promise it's my internet. Um, yeah, other things, uslshow.com. That's where you can find all of our episodes, which includes the old ones with like Kyle and Pony and Brendan and Chad and. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, and then all of our archives are there. Uh, you can also find a link to our Patreon, patreon.com backslash the USL show. 
um, it's good stuff. We got to record that second episode of You Play We Don't before September ends, or else I'm going to kick myself. So look for that. Anyway, um, if for whatever reason you want to hear more of me or, or hear me when my voice doesn't cut out, the good news is Twitter doesn't cut out because it's text at speak Evan speak. I know it's ironic tonight because I've, I've been having trouble doing it. <laughs> anyway, um, guys, in, until next week, we uh, we appreciate you for listening. If this is your first time, or if you've been with us since January, which is crazy to think about. Thanks, to Phil, for Pony. It's uh, it's Evan Valella signing off. Take care of yourselves, and remember, don't be a dick. Bye.